Welcome to a special drop from the Indian Music Charts podcast. We're officially completing 6 months of 2023 this week. So thought it would be a good time to take a pause and look back at the biggest tracks of the year and the trends they indicate. And of course, what they mean for the Indian music industry. So let's get into it. Six months, huh? Like, how, okay. A, how has it already been six months? B, Amit, this also means that our podcast is officially six months old. Yeah, and just to think, we decided to do one episode for a lark, and then we decided we'll do a few more. And even though we got a few listeners, I mean, and a lot of people we know, you know, heard our podcast and shared, they really liked it. Uh, I remember having a conversation with you uh, just a few weeks ago saying that maybe we should stop it because you know the listenership was stagnating a little then of course what happened was uh, apple podcast gave us a pretty prominent placement and last week was a pretty big one for us we were among the top 5 podcasts in the entire country I mean, we were number one for music, which is pretty incredible. But we were also yeah. amongst the most listened to podcasts in the entire country on Apple. Like, and I remember when you know we found out that we were number five in music. I was ready to peek over there, man, because mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this is like a lot. Uh, did not expect to enter national charts at all, and you know, honestly, like. obviously means a lot you know like amit and i we do this because it's fun we anyway talk about all these things but i think in the process we've sort of realized that we're not the only people who are geeks about this and it's really nice to have like this community of listeners who are just as passionate about this industry and you know like also really into like what makes it tick and the data behind it so that's nice yeah and i remember when we reached the national chart at number 72 and we got excited about it because we were like the 72 <laughs> like, most yeah, heard podcast and we had very we, little expectations so yeah. and now this week i mean i think we're still in the top 10 we peaked in the top 5 a few days ago which is pretty incredible and we just want to take this time to thank everybody who has listened to it and has you know shown their appreciation to appreciation to us either you know over at message on social media or in person when they meet us you know you are literally the reason why we are decided to continue doing the show yeah and uh, thank you from the both of us and uh, yeah and since... thank you apple and also spotify for giving us placements and uh, you know because sometimes and we talk about this about you know the importance of playlisting and all these kind of things it really does make a difference right to just it get does. your face in yeah. front of in front of people Although we don't put case. our faces anywhere that's a different thing yeah not As, our faces but yeah, yeah. Face we advise this to people saying that you need to put your face out there but we will never put our faces because well who knows we might evolve into video part podcast and maybe then, you never know hmm. listen we didn't know that we'll be like on top 5 so but that hmm. happened maybe one day we'll be video people but until that day you know this is where we are at we are audio first and you know we are very grateful to our listeners who continue to grow every day and you know with that we'll actually jump into the episode right and for people who've been with us since the start 
you all know this like this is actually how this podcast came to be when we said let's look at the trends of 2022 as a whole and that sort of kicked off you know this podcast evolution for us and today six months into the journey and six months into 2023 amit what would you say is the sound of the year like a genre that is maybe dominating the soundscape uh, well it's kind of like the same genre that uh, dominated part of 2022 which is essentially punjabi hip hop at least as far as the charts are concerned you know uh, we did some digging again into some specific stats and i actually studied the uh, top 10s every week for the past 6 months and you know it's quite difficult to crack the charts actually you know songs don't necessarily like blow up i mean and you know and once songs do enter the top 10 they tend to stick around there so not counting leftovers from 2022 which were already in the top 10 uh, in the first week of january and you know and if you exclude like number one songs which have obviously included for the st- for our study uh, but if they were if they enter the chart like from the previous year it's just about like a little over 20 songs that have uh, entered the top 10 this year you know or, or had a new peak or something like mm-hmm. that so and of this six are punjabi hip hop tracks and the majority of them have a canada or uk connection they are obsessed by riyar saab and abhijay sharma which i think is the only probably like indian track uh, on it then there's still rolling by shobhu from canada merena by steel bangles and sidhu musewala which was uh, from you know sidhu has a canada connection uh, steel bangles is from the uk checks by shob again another canada um entry players by bacha and karan aujla karan is based in canada and me amor by share or i think it's share 40k the paul meet and from the label desi avenue they're also from canada mm. so there you go i think a it's very telling that you know like i said only about 20 tracks in 6 months made it into the top 10 mark uh and of that six belong to age on that's i think uh, how, how much is that it's about like 25 30% almost mm-hmm. right it's dominating yeah. within that number and you know it's it's interesting right because um i and we've also discussed this in one previous mm-hmm. episode about like why punjabi as a language mm-hmm. has really good crossover with other you know language speakers who are desi right you may not actually understand punjabi you may mm-hmm. not speak the language uh the language is spoken by i think less than 6% of the people if i'm not wrong from the data we looked at but evidently it's being heard by a much much larger number and so one is that right the other aspect is this is not typical punjabi right this is not film style punjabi this is punjabi hip hop right which is again the genre itself is not mm-hmm. native to india it's uh, an international genre right well and, it is an indian genre because uh, in the sense obviously hip hop I mean, has become an indian genre itself, right like yeah. hip hop is essentially new york to the world mm-hmm. right it came mm-hmm. from there and of course we've all Yeah, but we, you know we have uh, hindi hip hop which obviously has a much mass more mass hmm. appeal no pun intended hmm. <laughs> but uh, uh, but you know to uh, to what you said i mean i definitely agree but at the same time 
but hindi has a mass hmm. appeal amit but if you look at the same logic of these top 10 right we didn't see so much hindi break in as you've seen punjabi hip hop so yeah. i think my question to you is you know what what do you what are your theories as to why punjabi hip hop is hmm. over indexing more than let's say hindi at least when you're looking at the top 10 yeah so uh you know when we talk about like uh you know the punjabi that's kind of used in bollywood that's very simple you know and it also uses a few stock words and phrases mm. yeah. so if you've heard them enough you kind of understand it and as a result uh it's it's very close to hindi so you can sort of understand it even in the dialogues nowadays because so many movies mm. have been set in like north india for a, and you know so many punjabi families even if it's a movie set in the uk or the us that they, and they pepper their you know their dialogue with punjabi words so what happens is that there's now a degree of familiarity for the general audience of punjabi but yeah when it comes to the hip hop it's definitely firstly there you know it's rap they're rhyming it's fast you know so you may not yeah. even be able to catch all the words uh, secondly there also you know there's wordplay involved so mm. what happens is again the language will be kind of you know more uh, sort of evolved compared to say mm. in a hindi film so so it's definitely not easy for a non punjabi speaker to understand mm. uh, it is you know sometimes they'll say english words but they'll say it in such a accent that you may not even be able to catch that right yeah. so what what i think why this the appeal is there is also like it's a cadence it's a beat uh, again we've discussed this before what the reason why these tracks are so many of them are from the diaspora is there's international quality production right mm. and so you have essentially what is a uh, is a local language but with international quality sort of production and sometimes western influence production take those together you're almost getting like a a win-win combination yeah and not only that i mean to me it almost like for us right i just equivalent the rise of say spanish hip hop in the us mm. uh, to the concurrent recent rise of punjabi hip hop in india because mm. it's not like every you know you might study spanish in school and you know you but you might be able to understand it if it's uh, you know if it's a ballad or something it, like that the minute yeah. you sort of go into rap it's so fast that even if you necessarily you know you have like if you studied it as a second or third language you probably won't catch everything but mm. you know in this case it's just like it's the same thing i feel you know it's the same vibe essentially it yeah. is it is party you know and let, let's like you know yeah. we we'll go back it's and talk about how it's jd by the way it's a very even more specific nuance subset yeah. of party that's for so, like you know when you're cruising with your friends and you're going yeah. on your car on these drives but you know if we talk about the all india uh viewpoint of this and how they say there's only three genres happy love sad love and um uh, yeah. party majority party is, is party. macro yeah. years into like sad love territory which is like ap dilan some of his songs you know mm. uh, but it'll be an up tempo beat so yeah i think that's the reason why yeah. punjabi is doing so well but and remember this though uh, obsessed i i think both of them are local neither mm. of them abhijay sharma in fact is singing in hindi in the song so there's Correct. definitely an appeal and the chorus is in hindi so that's far more like it's kind of like a, you can't in, perhaps entirely call it a punjabi track but uh, i mean we are including it here because the verses are in the language and that's the majority of the song but again it's that hook it's mm. basically uh, you know 
was yeah. working and there was a hindi hip hop track to uh, reach the top 10 i think it was kalechi chori uh, you know by dj mm. mods so it's not like hindi hip hop and i think there was hindi or haryanvi kaleshori haryanvi and haryanvi sorry it was haryanvi so mm. kind of close right pretty close yeah closer uh, to hindi yeah, than yeah. perhaps punjabi but, but i think again, one like, thing that for me felt very interesting is mm. how you kind of compared it to the rise of like latin hip hop music in the us mm. right and you you're right there are a lot of similarities and one of the things is yes a it's a sound right it's mm. a sound that you can vibe with and you can like get along with and if you don't understand the lyrics mm-hmm. uh the second thing is and you know this is something that i know more anecdotally and that's actually where i said mm-hmm. the thing about gd right um it's a very specific thing that people search for right mm-hmm. and it has now transcended from not just being like people of punjabi origin like now with commute coming back you know in people's lives mm-hmm. or rather it has come back for almost a year all of those drive time music listenership has gone up again that which was mm-hmm. down right there is that the other aspect which i think is and this is true for most kind of hip hop in general but also when you kind of marry it with like a specific culture is there is this whole aspect of things beyond the music itself right whether it's the cars it's the outfits it's the you know sneakers you it's know it's so many things it's a lifestyle it's, right yeah which i think is a, it's across all forms of hip hop right every yeah. kind of uh, subset of hip hop will have like a sort of distinct look it's why so many of them launch merch lines so many exactly. artists launch lo- yeah. launch merch lines and you know the punjabi artist community has done a really good job of merchandising it all visually right from the music mm-hmm. videos itself and like you said again a lot of these music videos they are not low budget they are like international scale obviously like many of these people they have mm-hmm. exposure to what is being produced at like pop level in the west mm-hmm. and so you know you're seeing that sort of translating so this is as much as it's an audio culture it's also a visual culture and it's also an experiential culture so it translates so you have multiple reasons to keep going back to these songs over a period of time which is why they chart which is why they also then become a core part of your memory right in some way or the other that time when you went out to meet a friend or that time when you were on a holiday so these tracks then they just get embedded into your lives and i think that's sort of where you know the popularity is coming from you know mhm and i don't think we can again discount short format video which is definitely help some of these tracks you know rise up the charts yeah yeah no, definitely it is a sh- yeah top of final awareness it's done such mm-hmm. a great job right like obsessed yeah. is such a big it, example of that just like ted uh, it just is a genre that lends itself very easily to being used for short format video exactly and yeah. you know like you know we kind of said hip hop is a native to india right and mm-hmm. like it is essentially new york right and mm-hmm. of course we've all made it our own and obviously punjabi artists have owned it really well right and mm-hmm. in this case although it's still not so surprising when you say this because five out of six of these artists have that mm-hmm. canada or like a uk connect mm-hmm. so them gravitating towards hip hop is not unheard of right but i want to take a step back okay and let's talk about the state of international music mm-hmm. and you know in our debut episode which you know if people have also tuned in to that 
one thing that we sort of called out is one of the biggest trends and this is not just for 2022 it's been the trend for the last few years is that the market share of english or international which for the most part by the way has been used very interchangeably again that's changing which we'll get into a little bit later has been dropping right and when we say market share we mean percentage this does not mean that the absolute numbers are going down the absolute numbers might be going up but in terms of percentage it has been going down because a lot of regional music has sort of taken its place right you know today as we're sitting 6 months into 2023 not even one english or international track made it into top 10 as far as possible it was only rema with calm down who peaked at number 11 on the charts if i'm not wrong yeah. he came down he even did like a whole tour for a single song which is you know now becoming more and more the trend uh but i think it's very telling again right like not even one track in the top 10 uh bed and even the one that has done so well it's mm-hmm. relatively new and it's also in that sense not the traditional sense of international it's not a canadian or an american artist uh rema is nigerian if i'm not wrong he is nigerian but i do feel mm-hmm. that there is a general rise of african music like i am recording this mm-hmm. episode in london or where i'm visiting for a few weeks and it i hear african music everywhere i go mm. i actually met somebody at like an industry mixer and i sort of asked him what's big here and his answer was uh ghana and nigeria and i was like no i meant here yeah, oh yeah you know. no 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 afrobeats is having like a it, very yeah, good moment you know and uh you know afrobeats in fact by and... the way not just rema right in the last 6 months even ck came down to india right and a lot of these artists have become big because of short format predominantly also because of one song yeah that's true and it's surprising that you know they've managed to do national tours but rema's also touring uh, the uk uh, and uh, you know and he calls his genre afro rave whatever it is i mean i think that what they what i think what african artists have very successfully done is one is they sing in english you know mm. they are singing in english but there's also that very local flavor strong kind of you know uh, you can't mistake the fact that this is an african song um you know mm. because it has certain uh, characteristics but i think what a lot of indian acts have done is that they've tried to sound to western in their attempts mm. to cross over so there's i mean we talked about this several times before there's nothing really unique in that case but yeah rema is one of the uh, examples again no discounting trending on tiktok reels and how it became huge here but even when you look at the other uh, you know other big hits so far and it's not a new hit but like bones by imagine dragons yeah has also been pretty prominent during the last 6 uh, months also because in toward here you know they they headline lollapalooza so it clearly sh- and you know i was at that gig i wasn't at rema i was at imagine dragons and mm. thousands of people watching them many of them especially very young kids knowing each and every word to mm. each and every song including the album cuts even though they did like i don't think they did too many album cuts but whatever even the non big hits let's mm. say so it's definitely well, the same that track had been on the charts for quite some time it even been, before they been, came yeah it's been there for a while uh now so the overall share of international music has actually been decreasing in percentage term but the absolute consumption is increasing again you know there are a number of factors for this but what we're seeing is in the last 6 months there hasn't been a big breakout hit 
you know, apart from like, say, Calm Down, uh, uh, you know, or some older tracks that have sort of basically been trending, like we mentioned Bones by Imagine Dragons, Starboy by The Weeknd. And it's kind of like an odd place for international music in that sense. Uh, you know, the IMI charts, which, you know, are an are, are official international chart, you know, it's a pretty stagnant uh, list of the same songs that keep, you know, standing in like holding their place for many, many weeks. Uh, and the other thing that's happened this during the six months time is there hasn't been a huge K-pop hit, right? Mm. BTS is kind of like on hiatus. They did release a track uh, to commemorate 10 years, but it wasn't heavily promoted. So as a result, you know, usually the strongest presence of international music on Spotify, especially, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, I think perhaps on YouTube even, is BTS and BTS mm. or Blackpink sometimes. And neither of them have, uh, you know, have been particularly big this year. Um, mm. So there's a number of factors, I think, the reason why you're not seeing too much international music uh, rise up in the top 10. Doesn't mean that it's not uh, being consumed. Being streamed. It is being streamed, yeah. It is but being it's... streamed. It just means that it's not like the, the local stuff is being streamed more. A lot you know, more. And, and yeah. you know, this is actually becoming increasingly a trend in a lot of emerging markets, right? Like, uh, more markets are becoming localized than ever before, right? Back in the days, I think there was always this idea that, oh, there is English music, which is international music, okay? Which is a very, uh, it's a very colonialist way of looking at it. And it has mm-hmm. really irked me for a very long time, right? Mm-hmm. That there is this English music that is this global phenomenon, and then there is local music, which is a local phenomenon. And that's, that's really changed. The internet has changed that and how, right? Um, like, so, you know, more and more, a lot of markets which are considered emerging or which are considered new expansion markets, they are consuming local content more than they did before, right? And the internet has really changed a lot of this. And... This also has a lot to do with the fact that you have a lot of content being created by people who look and sound like us, but of, you know, nothing short of global quality, right? So now there is this expectation that if you want my time, A, I have very little time, okay? I will only give 30 seconds, mostly short format, right? That's how most consumption Mm -hmm. is happening. If I have to give you more time than that, where I have to actually go and listen to a one minute or a two minute track Mm -hmm. on like a DSP, it needs to really, really stand out, right? And this is where I think another very interesting thing has also happened is, for example, you pointed out that, oh, one of the reasons why maybe there's not been such a big breakthrough hit is there's not been those many big K-pop releases, not from BTS or not one that was pro- yeah. promoted in a prominent way. Yeah, and but there's a caveat is... to that because, you know, mm-hmm. there is this track, uh, Cupid, which is uh, the twin 50, version, 50, which right? is the English version by 5050. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a K-pop track. And, but again, this could be just a short format phenomenon again, right? The song hmm. went viral. Uh, this group is not necessarily up there with BTS or Blackpink in terms of popularity. So it's very hmm. much perhaps the music, uh, the song rather than yeah. the artist that's driving it, uh, you know, driving its popularity. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think that it, it plays a huge role, uh, you know, as to like, 
for international music to really catch fire it has mm. to be it has to be trending right otherwise yeah. uh but you know i think that the charts don't always tell a complete picture and we've said this many times before hmm. uh you know like today tomorrow like taylor swift for instance just announced her uh, singapore right uh, yeah yeah she's playing UK multiple and shows over dates there. and she's playing multiple indian shows there's always been she's always rumored to come to india because she has a massive fan base here i mean trust me if she were to decide to come here i'm sure whatever ticket the platform it's on it will crash you know because <laughs> yeah. she has a massive fan base all over the world including india and so but has she had a top 10 hit on the imi official chart i'm not sure you know uh, mm-hmm. I, i don't know maybe anti hero i think maybe anti hero yeah pro- probably did well but i don't think it hit number 1 you know mm-hmm. so and we would expect taylor swift okay you know it'll be big but yeah you know because i, I think that what the numbers are numbers are just so huge in terms of the streaming counts right mm. uh that and numbers are contextual because see if yeah. you are in a market where the local content of whatever language is doing 100 streams and you do 50 streams automatically you're a big you know like you have a big market share over there but if the local content is a there's a much bigger population and they are a thousand and then you're still doing 50 it might seem like you're at a very low threshold but like you said you have to look at numbers in the context of the audience size and and also the other thing is when you think about success i always think about it as revenue right if mm-hmm. like you said tomorrow if taylor swift is willing to or not willing to right rather like mm-hmm. we are able to put together a promoter is able to put together an event right for her with the production that she is looking for for the zeras tour right you know if tickets sell for 50000 we know that there is an audience that's buying it and yeah. there's a huge audience that's buying who it we will buy it and people from like other places will come to india delhi is saying exactly. 50000 is not that much if i convert it and so it's kind of ridiculous but that's kind of so the charts don't really tell a complete picture like we said so yeah. just because inter- no international tracks did reach the top 10 by no means does it not mean does it mean that international music is not yeah. popular here no in fact like you know anytime we've spoken to you know like and we've also spoken to obviously you know people at spotify previous episodes and you know obviously we know from other dsps as well that for most international artists india is always one of the top markets you know mm-hmm. and again it's a function of numbers but like you said well, i i don't think it's all interna- most international artists i think it's I would the say at most least, uh, popular so I, international I, I rephrase that yes for any popular english yeah. international artist it has been one of the prominent markets yeah or at least uh, maybe in the top on youtube it's quite often definitely in the top 5 or in the top 10 because yeah. youtube is our you know for us we are i think the highest number of youtube users in the world so definitely on youtube india figures in the top 5 or top 10 for any major mm. pop act i would say even any major edm act because mm. those are our two favorite genres hmm yeah and i think you know that is you know one aspect of it and i think you know well summarized that just don't tell the whole story but there is also a very interesting sort of thing happening in the world of international music and to me i would say that international music is finally becoming international it doesn't look and sound only one way mm-hmm. and i think that's a good step forward for yeah. you know diversity and inclusion of all sounds you know 
and the reverse yeah. of that is also a good thing the more local artists do well in their own country the better it is for the music industry of that country so we have only to be happy about this sort of change uh, yeah i mean but i think just for a bit of variety i'd like to see some more diversity in the top 10 Uh, and speaking yeah. <laughs> of which, you know, like as much as we talk about international music being, uh, you know, a big part of India's music industry, uh, there's no denying that the biggest part of the Indian music industry remains Bollywood. Uh, you know, and this we've had an entire episode how the Hindi film industry and the Hindi film music industry having a bit of a creative crisis right now. Uh, but you know. the pandemic did it no favors there were no releases and a lot of people constantly say that you know it really helped in a way because it forced people to expose themselves to other forms of music and like indie music and hip hop and all of that uh but you know we have seen in 2023 um things go back to normal now so that excuse doesn't hold for like you know bollywood to say that you know we're We, films are not releasing uh, yeah films are not releasing they are only now. releasing on ott they're only releasing on ott uh, all of that uh, so interestingly you know again looking at the stats uh, what's significant is that out of the six songs that were number one in the first six months of 2023 four of them were bollywood soundtracks now here they are apna bala banale from bhedia which is no longer on spotify because of a dispute with z music company the label that owns it uh oh bedardia from tu juthi mein makar uh fir aur kya chahiye tum zara hatke zara bachke and tere waaste also from tere from zara hatke zara bachke which happens to be the new number one on this week's chart that we're not actually you know uh, counting down or uh, uh, talking about highlights from but that's not all there were a further five bollywood tracks in the top 10 uh and but they were all from a limited set of films you know pathan had two there was uh, jume jo pathan and there was um besharam rang you know two juti mein makar had another song from it uh so altogether you had a total of seven bollywood songs sorry eight bollywood songs in the top 10 which means that it really was the highest i guess we can be discussed how only about i think it's about 23 songs including mm-hmm. the number ones uh, that entered the chart so that is a significant uh, you know uh, number so again two ways of looking at it one is bollywood is back you know but on the other hand it's uh, only from a certain number of films and when you go deeper into it mm-hmm. and you actually look at the credits it's only it's mainly arijit singh and it's mainly arijit singh <laughs> with pritam and amitabh bhattacharya now of these four number ones arijit singh has sung three of them apna banale o bedardia and fir aur kya chahiye so there you go i mean is it really bollywood bouncing back or is it just one man having you know, you know the, the other day I, i don't know why and i I think maybe I was listening to radio and like I think uh, yeah, which I do by the way. I'm guess I'm a radio listener only on Sundays. But do uh, they play any music? I mean, I just hear ads every time I put on radio. No, no, they 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 do like uh, like I I tune into Mirchi and like uh, they have like 
people speaking and then they play and they've been doing a couple of things like it's not too bad like it's not too many ads also over there yeah i think there was some curated session that was going on and you know someone an artist was talking about like the importance of ariji to you know bollywood and yeah that kind of got me thinking about you know essentially you know this is one industry which is let's say 50% market share on most you know dsps of that arijit himself is such a big contributor right and thinking about just the like he's literally propelling this industry mm-hmm. and the fact that his voice exists is the reason why many people have a job right like at labels at like you know people are producing this live right one single person is generating that much peripheral revenue and you know this is also parallel to the, bollywood right like, don't you feel every year been, not every year every decade has been mm-hmm. an era of a single you know so arijit is definitely the number one singer and the dominant voice of the bollywood industry right now but here's a counter right when he releases an independent song uh it doesn't necessarily uh you know oh i well. know i know so when i say he's driving an industry i mean he's driving the bollywood industry yeah. not the music industry but again uh you know arijit i think also tried his hand as composing but this movie that he he composed for it wasn't a hit so as a result mm-hmm. those songs didn't necessarily become uh, huge and even if you study these these tracks right okay mm-hmm. beria has a leftover from 2022 i think it did mm-hmm. average business to juti mehm akar also did average business i think it was just a very uh, had a very uh, huge cost itself so you know even though it made a certain amount of the box office it wasn't really a hit hit pathan of course has been a huge hit again with uh, the movie cost a lot of money to make but it still made over 500 crores uh, making it you know one of the biggest hits of all time and zara hatke zara but bachke is, is sort of a smaller budget film which has been doing well at the box office so essentially what you're seeing is that the songs that are doing well are all from hit films now previously we've often had the phenomenon of hit songs from flop films you know and uh, hit mm-hmm. songs from flop films has been something that uh, you know i think also because there was an entire phase when movies weren't doing well but people mm. still like the music uh, so you know what does this mean for bollywood essentially do you think that you know um, it's kind of like you know, we did discuss some of this in our mm. episode about the creative crisis but do you think it needs to you know um, reinvent its approach as far as marketing soundtracks is concerned you know from that point of view yeah i mean you know for a very long time it has been sort of the same approach in the sense that it's always like a month before the release it's you know couple of i think the biggest change that has happened in the way bollywood's being marketed in the last 10 years is that idea of we do a few singles before the film and then we do a few singles after the film mm-hmm. i think that has been the singular most biggest change that has happened other than that it's mostly been pretty you know formulaic right um they do think of new you know channels to market you know like when short format kicked off i think bollywood was quite ahead of it that it's you know like so they they're very good with the tactics i'll be very honest mm-hmm. like they are never behind on that but i, I mean they're it, also very good at co-opting i mean one of the 
uh, you know, worst news of the week. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, the Pasuri remix. A version of Pasuri that oh, has been... Oh, listen, just before this recording, I saw a post saying, Ek to Monday, upar se Pasuri remix. And I'm like, yes, girl, I feel that. But yeah, you're right. See, co-opting. And I think, see, that's what I mean when I say, you know, they're actually very good at tactics, right? You see something working, they're extremely good at latching onto that and, you know, scaling that, you know. But where I think they... And, and not... ironically, it's mm-hmm. Arijit that sung this remake, huh? Let's just like... Uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> like, I don't remember. He has been singing it live, you know, as yeah. well. Yeah, he does do and it at his shows, yes. He yeah. does do it at his shows. And like, I've not been to his show in a while, but I remember seeing like a reel of him doing it. And mm-hmm. I really yeah. remember liking it. But so, it's just know, too soon, probably... man. It's just too soon. It didn't need to be remade. <laughs> And but I have a bad feeling that it's going to do well. One is because of the power of Arjit. Secondly, it is a great song. A great song is a great song, no matter who sings it. And mm. uh, you know, obviously, who sings it does matter. But I mean, he's a good singer, so he's taken a good yeah. song and he's redone it. Um, but uh, you know, I just wonder, just tying into like the whole, uh, you know, our previous two episodes about the creative crisis and about politics. You know, now this is a Pakistani song being remade uh, into an Indian film, whereas the original would never have been allowed to make it into a Hindi film, right? Because of the ban on Pakistani artists. Yeah, yeah. So it's just such a, it just tells you how nonsensical this entire sure, thing is. In fact, is. like, I will tell you anecdotally, there were lots of platforms who had to think twice about promoting Pursuri just to make sure that they don't get flack from yeah. certain people on Twitter, you know, and yeah, you know, I mean, see again, like, you know, I also want to clarify, like, like you said, it's probably going to do well. Like, you know, we mm-hmm. also like Arijit as a singer. It has nothing to do with those two components. It really goes back to that thing that we've spoken about is that where is the true innovation coming from, right, in Bollywood? Mm-hmm. Because this is actually an industry that has really had a lot of innovation in its past right it has taken a sound and it has taken it to the world and to a large extent if still even today when there's so much other music if a lot of people of the world look at india and bollywood comes to mind there is some impact that this music has had yeah so i think essentially you know even going back to what you're asking about like do they need to rethink marketing i think they need to rethink content because there's only yeah. this much marketing can do. Yeah, and surely they would have expected some backlash for this. I mean, they should get backlash from both corners, from all the stupid right-wingers who are going to complain about how they put a Pakistani song on an Indian film, plus to all the people who actually like Paskuri and feel that it's been completely ruined, uh, unnecessarily so. And uh, it is from a film again, Satya Prem Ki Katha. So again, once again, Bollywood showing its absolute lack of... Uh, innovation and just making old things worse, not better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. But on the other hand, like, you know, the songs that are, that did reach the top 10, like we said before, they don't reinvent the wheel, but they're pleasant enough. They're just, they're just playing safe. You know, they're not like terrible music. None of that is terrible music. And they're all original songs. And when I say original, I say that uh, with the asterisks that, couple of these songs did have allegations of plagiarism of copying um you know international tracks so yeah no i think you're right like the one thing that i would say is my hope 
is that as much as there's all of this you know crisis around creativity and so on and so forth you are right in noting that at least bollywood in terms of its numbers has come back if anything i'm hoping that this gives more reason for them to start experimenting and trying new things in the future maybe they'll listen to our podcast and take it very seriously or you know any of or these things just, can happen they're just cursing us <laughs> or they're just <laughs> saying like that... you know who cares what you think we have the dreams <laughs> you know uh, but yeah i mean it's uh, you know, i i i take let's just say i take an obedadya or fir aur kya chahe any day over a remake of pasuri oh yes 100% like i am glad to actually have new original hits and not have to listen to chanda mereya again and again because nothing nice ever really came out after that okay you know i'm exaggerating but yeah mm-hmm. uh and you know what there's the other thing it i know sometimes it feels a bit overwhelming to think that 6 months are over mm-hmm. but the good news is there are six more months in the year and uh, anything can happen and you know here's hoping that yeah. we actually hear more great music from bollywood and truly actually see this industry move forward and you know pave the way for what the next generation looks like yeah and uh, hopefully we will be there still around in six months to tell you about it uh, until then bye for now we'll see you next week when we'll be back to regular programming